Welcome to the DNA Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and joining with me tonight is my amazing, my wonderful, my impeccable, my not asshole co-host. <laughs> see, see how I changed it up there? See, so you know, decided yeah. to change it up different? Yeah, wait, wait, wait five minutes. <laughs> uh, David Perry, uh, we're going to be talking about the book of Boba. Uh, I, I feel like we're going to have an interesting conversation about it. Um, I, you know, I, I don't want to get into it just quite yet because I want us to have that fun, what have you been up to conversation. And I feel like if we go straight into <laughs> Book of Boba right now, there might be, no, <laughs> you not, you, I, I'm just, I don't want to be told I'm wrong. I, I don't, I don't deal with criticism in a positive manner. So <laughs> you telling me I'm wrong, I'm going to get super self-conscious over here. Uh, the, well, there are a lot of fair criticisms of the book of Boba Fett. There is. Um, I, I, so very briefly, I will say this. It's not the worst thing I've seen, but it's not the best. I, I will give this, this series a, I'll give them a six out of 10. Like I, I th- if I'm that's, being honest, that's pretty generous. Is <laughs> more generous than you. All right. Well, let's, before we get into that, um, what have you been up to? Good, sir. Uh, well, I don't know if you're, are you watching the Legend of Vox Machina? I am. I was going to mention that. Oh my God. Yes. So I, I'm not a critical role fan though. Right. I'm not, I don't listen. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, let me make, clarify. I think what they do is amazing. I think what they've done for nerd culture, especially Dungeons and Dragon culture is mind boggling. Awesome props to them. As I burp there, excuse me. Um, I think they do amazing things. I'm, I'm happy for them, truly, mm-hmm. truly from the bottom of my heart. And actually, uh, Eldridge Foundry, one of our sponsors, actually did miniatures for okay. one of their, their specials. So I'm, I'm so stoked that I get to see friends collaborate with, you know, these, these people. Um, love Vox Machina. I think it's awesome. Totally wish I read the warnings about the show being mature before i started watching it in like i was laying in bed with my wife we usually you know turn on the tv and everything and i'm starting to watch it and i'm like oh, oh and it starts it starts with a bang oh no <laughs> pun pun intended yep <laughs> and, and 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 it's it's going and i'm like they're in the tavern they're doing their thing and then the you know the scene i'm talking about yes. it opens up and there yes. is a cartoon pair of boobs yep and my wife happens she so i got her the best christmas present i got her a a nintendo switch with animal crossing and Uh she's been obsessed with it so this is the first year i've won christmas right Right. um so she's looking up from her nintendo switch and she goes what are you watching (laughs) and i have no good answer at this point it, it's like all the parents who took their kids to see heavy metal in the 80s oh because it was a cartoon oh that's awesome i never it, even thought about because it was a cartoon and it was pg yeah it was before pg-13 i mean there is literally the silhouette of this guy's junk and the yep. girl grabs him and just throws i'm like <laughs> right um do you like it uh, yes i do i i you know it's like you i, I critical role has done a lot for D. it's mm-hmm. also a fair criticism of Critical Role is that it, it has set an unrealistic expectation for players who are new to D&D 
or who are new to a gaming group because you know the dm matt mercer is just this legendary voice actor they all are they're all yes they're all professional voice actors and so everything that they're doing can't be replicated for most people But at the same time, what I really enjoy about Legend of Vox Machina is that it is probably the first, what I would consider to be mainstream accessible Dungeons and Dragons content that's not crap. Because like, I don't, no, I, I was, absolutely agree. Back in the late 90s, I think it was, there was that Dungeons and Dragons movie with Jeremy Irons and Thora Birch uh, in it. I don't know if you ever saw Wayne, it. It had uh, Martin Wayne was in it marlon wayans or Mar- marlon wayans yes yeah. and, and it was it was bad and there were people who had grown up in on D me who were looking forward to it and then it just it just was awful and there were some direct-to-video sequels that were equally bad uh you know and then there was the dragon lance uh, cartoon that was based on uh, uh dragons of autumn twilight and that had legitimate voice acting talent uh, Lucy Lawless was one of the characters and Kiefer Sutherland was in it. And it was just done in a way that was just awful. Um, although I, I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, you know, and then in the, in the eighties, there was the D and D cartoon, um, that was on TV for, for three seasons, something like that. That was, that was very exciting, but, uh, but this, I think is, it's very enjoyable, but it is very adult. And so if, if you, and if, you know, if, if you have kids, you do not want kids watching this because they're going to get an education that you're not ready for them to have. There's Um, literally a giant purple floating middle finger. Yeah. Well, well, that's, that's the least bad of all the things that happen in the most part. Right. Um, But I, but I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy seeing how they have, how they have brought D and D into a cartoon, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was crowdsourced. Uh, the, the funding for the project was crowdsourced and they yeah. raised the money very quickly just because people love Critical Role, you know, and there's a Critical Role, uh, the Taldori uh, campaign setting that, that that is Matt Mercer's personal home. They have uh, something else coming out. They have two books coming out mm-hmm. this year, too. Right. I know one's up for pre-order right now. You know, and, and there right now there are a lot of people who play Dungeons and Dragons who are who are, you know, they who are out of the closet, so to speak, whether it's Vin Diesel or Joe Manganiello or Stephen Colbert or other uh, Deborah Ann Wall, you know, other folks who who are, are bringing D&D into what I think they are are delivering it in a way that is accessible and that it's cool. You know, um, it, it's not just a bunch of geeks sitting around rolling, yelling at plastic dice for coming up with the wrong number. Um, but it that that does but, happen but that's, but, but that's, <laughs> a lot that's what dungeons and dragons is i mean really uh, you know what i uh, not to cut you off but one thing i really do like about this 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 animation is the voice talents that they're bringing to it uh it's not just the critical role people uh i don't know if you've actually paused and looked at see who's in it uh david Tennant's in it uh felicia day uh Oh my God, I'm going to screw up his name. Uh, he played one of the hobbits. He played Mary or, Pi- Mary or Pippin. I can't remember. Uh, he was in Lost. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Dominic Monaghan? Yes. 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 It's bringing these guys, these people who have associations with other nerd culture. Felicia Day is known right. for da- Supernatural. Uh, uh, what's the, the, the she the had guild. A, like, a, yeah, the guild. That's what I was trying to think of. The guild. 
uh she has a something on netflix where she you know she talks to people about nerdy stuff right. um then you david Tennant is doctor who right and and then you know you have a hobbit a hobbit it's on the right. show and it's it's bringing and combining all these talents into this as well um sorry to cut right. you off but i got no. real excited about that one no but but it it is it's it's it is good but it's but people also need to remember that 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 when you watch whether it's whether you're watching the the cartoon or whether you're listening to critical role i mean the, these are people who are professionals yeah it's it's not just a bunch of guys because that's for most of us that's our experience that's our experience with role-playing games is a bunch of guys sit around a dining room table or in a basement or somewhere just having a good time yeah and like i i don't do voices uh but I, but that's them too but they always end up going scottish like terrible scottish uh, you know whatever <laughs> but 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 again the, these are professional and they are they're putting out a product uh which most people cannot replicate yeah. uh you know yeah. it was kind of that way on the you know on the, there was that episode of the big bang theory where where um where Howard was the dungeon master and he was doing all these impressions and, and everybody's having a good time, and which is fine. Now, some people do that. I know some dungeon masters who, who can get away with that, but for the most part, most of us can't, but it's still a good time. Um, you know, and, and uh, it's, it's just fabulous. Um, again, as long as you understand that it is yeah, a hard there is R the, setting. There is a thing called the Mercer effect, which is right. like, you know, this high bar has been set that is highly unrealistic and you just have to accept like look if you're going to have a good time jokes are going to be told stupid things are going to happen you're going to make dumb decisions when you roll your dice you're going to yell at the plastic and today it's cursed actually it's funny talk about the cursing of dice uh one of my players for monsters and mailmen his brother is a catholic priest and he rolls so bad during games he legitimately bought new dice had his brother bless them i kid you not i cried laughing when he told me this and it's my boston guy it's my boston guy and he's like yo i had my brother bless these dice he's a catholic priest what does he roll a nat one he's like yeah yeah <laughs> he just started just swirling off he's like I think I should have had my sister bless the dice. She's agnostic. Uh, <laughs> well, d d don't don't buy dice that have things in them or that oh, are marbled. No, you, no, that, you mess, don't that messes the... up the balance. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I I get it. Um, but but I think it is. It's a it's a good fun show. It is a uh, great show. It's a great. It's, I'm I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I, now I don't watch it around my wife, just in case, because I don't need that kind of judgment looks anymore like legitimately she never pays attention to anything i watch i i've had <laughs> like everything from first off i'm a grown adult and i freaking love phineas and ferb doofenshmirtz is like the most relatable character as an adult have you ever watched it watch it i'm telling you right right but schmertz is like super relatable right but, but not, none of the none of those shows opened with a gnome having sex no none and, and then him standing there and you just see the shadow silhouette of a scrote yeah. I'm just like, and she just looks at me and she goes, what are you watching? And I'm like, porn yeah, at, at this point. I mean, yeah. I can't say anything else. I can't say I'm watching cartoons. <laughs> Why can't you watch porn like a normal person? Right, right. I need, I need gnomes and I need tea flames. That's, that's, that's what I need these days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on a non porn related note. Uh, 
did you see the trailer for the new Jurassic Park movie or Jurassic World? Yes. Oh my God. I so I'm I, I I'm I'm trying to restrain my excitement because Jurassic Park is what I grew up with. That will right. I will say that is my tr- first true fandom was Jurassic Park dinosaurs, you know, as a kid, but I stalker grew up with it forever. Right. Um and and previous history for any movie that has a trilogy it's never been good for the third movie there's been very far and few that have been acceptable third movies in series Uh, um and jurassic park's third movie was actually very much terrible and while this is a continuation of the jurassic park saga it technically gets it's it's movie six it's jurassic worlds one two and three and number two was not that great um if anything it left me emotionally devastated when i saw brachiosaurus dying on a on isla nublar well that's himself. kind of the point though and i i look but did, did they have to show it for like 60 damn seconds like sure. you saw it and i'm like Arr! yeah as and a, looking as, away and then it's like poisonous like, volcanic him. ash kills it yes oh my gosh yes. it was horrible uh but i i am excited for that and I was I was going to mention Vox Machina, so I was like, "Oh, I can't wait to talk to Dave about what I've been watching." Now, now are, are you one of those trailer? You know, are you breaking down the trailer like the Sapruder film, or did you just watch it and enjoy I, it? So I I did I did watch it to enjoy it. I also watch it to see what dinosaurs I can find out or that okay. are in it. Uh, like, there's either a I don't think there are three different versions of Velociraptor. I think it's a Deinonychus. I think it's technically Utah Raptor and then Velociraptor. I know there's a Parasaurolophus. I can't believe I screwed that up. Parasaurolophus. I think there's a Therizinosaurus in it. There's the Mosasaurus, a Quetzalcoatlus, and a Tranodon. And I know three of those are reptiles, not dinosaurs. Yes, I am a little bit of a paleo buff. And so I get excited. I'm like, okay, which one? Oh, and a Gigantosaurus at the end. Uh, which I'm like, oh, I can't wait to. So I look for all the dinosaurs. Right. That's what I get excited about. Um, I will say this. This is one of those situations, too, where watching uh, the a, a show fills in. So like how the Clone Wars and uh, what was the 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 one after that, that uh, Star Wars Rebels? Rebels. Yes. Uh do like little fillers and you know stuff that you can right. see in the movies this is another one of those situations with camp cretaceous which i thought was just a kids knockoff mm-hmm. show okay they did a lot of things that are setting it up too and i was okay. like interesting um so yes i am very much excited about it i very much am going to go see that in theaters that's going to be mm-hmm. another one that pulls me in okay um so yes i very much stoked about that now, what what do you think about the return of uh, of Dr. Malcolm, Ellie, and Dr. Grant? I, I feel like if they're going to make this as the final Jurassic movie, it would almost be an insult if they couldn't have gotten them into care, uh, there. Um, pretty much everybody else that is either actually physically has passed away um, or is dead in the 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 in the the storyline. Um, I would like to see also if it's possible that they could get Tim and Alex right in it as well. Um, but it, it was a little nostalgic. Um, I also looked and I was like, wow, Sam Neill is uh he's aged a little bit, but then I realized 
Jurassic Park came out in 1993. So this movie's like 30 30 years years old. I'm like, oh, oh, that's that hit me right in the childhood. Yeah. Well, you know, because Tim, the actor who the actor who played Tim, he's like 48 now. I don't, know if I don't. I don't know if he's that old, but he was in. He was in the HBO miniseries The Pacific. He was uh, Eugene Sledge. That's right. He was in the Pacific. Yes. Yeah. And um, uh, Lex, she has. I my understanding, she retired from acting and has become a painter or something mm-hmm. like yeah. that. But I, I would think that they could get them to appear, even if it's just you know a cameo for for a single scene or as you know as, as much as jeff goldblum was in the last jurassic park movie uh you know just appearing in front of some panel in front of congress because that was all he was in mm. in the last one right yeah um i mean but you're right it would be nice to see to see if they could get them if they it's, could bring the band back together it's 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 here's the thing i look at it like this the way i look at episode seven of star wars um it was it was very exciting to see them in there is it quite necessary no i would like it but i also don't want it to take away from the movie too while this seems like them sam neil's character ellie and alan grant are going to have somewhat of a significant role uh maybe dr malcolm might too he might just be doing another panel like going up giving a lecture uh it's i'm curious to see what they do uh yeah i i i have theories i have mostly based on the camp cretaceous show okay um so it's but we shall see and we will definitely be knowing an episode on that um yeah uh have you been up to anything else i mean i know i'm 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 going to get in trouble but i i I bought i bought that lego set (laughs) I did. I, I did. Um, there is a limited edition, uh, ladies. If you guys haven't heard about it, and it may not even be available once this episode airs, uh, for pre-ordering the Jurassic Park scene where the T Rex is standing on one of the jeeps and <laughs> from the the original Jurassic Park, and I had that FOMO moment, and mm-hmm. I was like, <sighs> and "It's the worst part." It was my neighbor sent me the picture of it. And I wouldn't have known about it. I had like, I'm right. not a Lego person. Right. And I had that. He sent me this. He's like, Hey, yeah. Are you getting it? And I'm like, well, I am now. <laughs> no, I wasn't before, but damn it. <laughs> and so I bought it. And then I said, yeah, I did it. And he goes, Oh crap. Now I'm going to have to. Get and I, I, I almost wanted to snap on him. I'm like, I'm going to go over there when I get home and I'm going to murder you because you made me have a FOMO and you're not even contemplating getting it. You were just showing it off. And he's like, well, I don't collect Legos and I just don't have a room for it. And I'm like, nobody's ever said that before in their entire life. <laughs> no, you don't, you dare use that as an excuse. And I said, first off, even if you don't take it out of the box, know that that set's going to be retired within two to three years. So you have a collectible item. Second, it's exclusive to Target, so it's already limited. So it's I'm like, he I gave him a I gave him a retor- like a return FOMO, and I think he's in, he's going to get up getting it too. Okay, well, um, yeah, I, I I'm kind of excited about it, and I, I will display this one. Uh, I just don't know where yet, but that's that's another day, another worry. 
build more uh, shelves exactly i i do need to do a ton down in the basement because it definitely looks like it's a you know it puts the lotion on the skin or it's going to get the hose again kind of situation it's just like all junky and just decrepit um yeah that's pretty much what i've been up to i mean i'm doing D tomorrow okay the day of this recording so we're doing icewind dale um i had to put them on a pause on strad because i don't did i tell you that they burnt down a quarter of a city mm-hmm. yeah so yeah they did they did that so they're they're playing a different campaign to kind of let other things cool down in theirs <laughs> um yeah it's 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 not going well for them <laughs> um other than that yeah i've been pretty chillax we, well, we finished book of boba should we right. uh should we go ahead and get right into our subject of the night okay book yeah, of boba. all right so book of boba wrapped up um uh, and so before we start this is your your minute of warning <laughs> All right, we are going over spoilers. Well, by, uh, by, by the time this posts, it would have been out. Well, yeah, we're going to post this on Wednesday. So, you know, so we're there is, for a week. Yeah. So, you, yeah. you've got time to see it. Yet, I still find people that will wa- not listen to these episodes. So, like, oh, I haven't watched it yet. Really? Really? Whatever. Um, overall, overall, what did you think of Book of Boba? Um, it was okay. I I didn't like that it halfway through it made Boba Fett a side quest. Um and I think it's filling that role that Dave Filoni and John Favreau are serializing Star Wars in the way that it should have been. And in the same way that the MCU is acting, that is that, you know, I've talked about in the past that that uh, Dave Filoni, he's he writes for the long game. And I feel like he's interweaving stories in a way that you had that when you look at the at from the from the, the very high level view, you see how everything fits together. And what happens then is at some point, you don't always understand when you're watching a show, what the payoff is going to be, because it might not be in that show. Okay. And, but to me, when it was kind of, I was kind of disappointed in the show in that it became a bait and switch. Because the, the episodes of Mando? Right. Well, if you're going to, if you're going to call the show, the book of Boba Fett that's fine and i'm 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 all for it and one of the things as star wars fans is that people have been clamoring for for decades is they wanted to know more about boba fett without having to dive in do a deep dive into the eu because it's there it's there in the eu it's there in the old in the legends canon and all that other stuff you can read all about boba fett how he got out of the sarlacc and what he went up to and his long-standing rivalry with han solo blah, blah 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 his daughter you know in the future and so on that's fine but most people aren't going to do that because, again, why would you read 30 books to catch up on one character? Sure. Because that's the way the EU is structured. Sure. And so um, what they delivered, you know, they, they explain how he gets out of the Sarlacc, which is fine. They it, was, have and that, it was good. I yes. thought that was great. They have the whole Dances with Bantha's uh, uh, storyline where he's, he's making friends with the Tusken Raiders. 
which is fine. Yeah. That explains why he shows up in the Mandalorian with a gaffy stick uh, looking for his armor. And why he's wearing like a how the, the, the attire he's wearing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Wear, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% okay with that. But then what the show never really explains is why is Boba Fett settling in to be a crime lord? And I don't think the explanation that they gave was really very good. It didn't, it seemed out of character. Did it seem like the same? Did you feel cheated the same way when you heard Qui Gon talking about midichlorians? Like not really. The, I mean, I, the, the midichlorians thing doesn't really bother me. Okay. I, I just, I felt like it, it like, I, even though I kind of like tongue in cheek made a joke saying, hey, this is what's going to happen. Maybe he's just old and wants to retire. And they said something on that lines. I was like, oh, that's not what I wanted to hear. Uh, no, I he, didn't. No, so because if he wants to get out of bounty hunting, that's fine. There, and and he when when Fennec Shan says, you know, we're, we're short on muscle, and he's like, oh, I have I have credits out the wazoo. Money is not a problem. If money's not a problem, why are you doing this? Why, why does he want to sit? Why does he want to take over Tatooine? Why does he want to become, why does he want to become a ruler of a little backwater planet? And that to me was never fully explained because Jabba had his hands in all of these things, right? Cause, cause that's what he did. Jabba, mm. th that's, that's kind of, that's how the mafia works. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Just they, a little bit. Right. That, that's how the, because that's what it is. The, the huts, the huts are a mafia. Yeah. And and Jabba's territory was Tatooine, and the 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 twins, the the two the the two huts that show up, they were going to move in on the territory, but they realized the Pikes were trying to get there as well, and you know, and the Pikes were introduced in the Solo movie. Um, were they? Yeah, yeah they they were uh, they were the they were the the people on on Corellia. Um, oh my God, you're absolutely dude. It's been that long since I've seen. I saw Solo once, and I. Right. <laughs> never um, watched it again so so but jabba the boba fett has always been but and Shan, and fennec shant are both they both fall into that model the honor among thieves that they both follow a a code and they're also historically cold-blooded killers and so it seemed like boba had gone soft Maybe he does. Again, that's not necessarily a critique, but it was never fully explained to me why, why he would give up the, or why he would go back to the life of, why he would want to take over for Jabba the Hutt. If he just wants to retire, if he doesn't want to be in the bounty hunting business, go find some space station somewhere that's full of strippers and blow and live out your retirement. Go get your shit back from Bib Fortuna and then just retire. Yeah, you know, and and nobody would have seen. You know, nobody would have said that was a bad thing. Uh, of course, then they don't have a show. Um, you know, and then at the end, you know, at the point that that Fennec Shand pays off her debt to Boba for saving her life, she chooses to stick around. But she is also kind of it. She's in it for the money. I half expected her. You know, at the end of uh, at the end of the show. I have it when she goes to kill the leader of the pikes. I have expected her to cut a deal. That would have been really good. And and then and then right off into the sunset because that's they were setting up 
at the end of Solo, you know, at the end of Solo, there's that you see Darth Maul yeah. and Kira. And, and Darth Maul is a leader of Crimson Dawn. Um, and so, you know, that would have been another story hook to go. You know, and then, then as they're walking down the street the, uh, at the end, you know, Boba and Fennec Shan says, you know, we're not really cut out for this or, or whatever he said to her. Well, then what the hell were you doing for the last seven episodes? So, Did, if, so no, I, I, I felt like just wanting to, to, to adopt this life of crime or to get out of, get out of doing the dirty work in the life of crime, but then get into actual crime. Um, that just seemed wildly out of character. I think I've found a way to describe how I feel like this went and it's, it's not to bash Disney. It's not to bash star Wars, not bash anybody, but it feels like the show was Disney fied. What I mean by Disney fied, it was given a happy ending. It was very happy. Go lucky. It was the good guys win, and and they're literally smiling and nodding and he's eating fruit with, uh, and our our Wookiee friend who should not have lived right. based on how many people were on him just tearing him apart. And how many times he got shot. Right? Yeah. Should not have lived at sure. all. And then he's at the end taking a bite, does the, the, yeah, the Wookiee yeah. call. I'm like, yeah, happy no, ending, he, no. This should not have been a happy ending. Yeah, he, he used his action surge to use second wind <laughs> and recover some hit points. I'm, I'm calling shenanigans on so many levels. And our poor, uh, oh my God, I can't think of the race right now. My mind is blanking over there. The 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 pig people, uh, the Gamorreans. Yeah. Yes, those poor bastards got like pushed over the ledge. Yeah. Right. I'm like, come on! Like, right. it, there, there were so many moments. It, it did. It felt very Disney-fied, like that that cheesy '90s like GI Joe ending where the good guys win and all are like cheersing and everything. I was, I if I like I liked the show i liked the beginning more because of its telling how you know it's going the back and forth while i did not like the forward present moment i joy i i got it and i was like okay i'm in the long run i need to see where this goes right um i also i don't know if this is true but it, i saw some stuff about mm-hmm. it where he's living with the tuscan raiders for five years right I never knew that. I never got that. Like I knew there was a long, it was a longer time, but that was never clear at all that, that, right. that was a, that this, like this show takes place over right. yes. five to six years. These, these eight episodes and which is mind boggling. Right. I also, while I did enjoy the Mandalorian episodes, I feel like it's a slap in the face to call with for book of Boba. While I get it where it's trying to, fill in a little bit saying hey where's manda uh you know where's jen during this time and why is grogu all of a sudden showing up at the end right. it felt cheap i also feel like that we didn't get the real book of boba that they were planning yeah I, well right right that, like, that's that's the bait and switch i was talking about yeah because you know and there were also people who were star wars fans in air quotes yeah. You know that, that they were just they were just crapping on the first four episodes about how it was horrible and you know this isn't the Boba Fett that I know blah 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 and then all of a sudden when Bryce Dallas Howard uh, directs the uh, the the first episode where where the the one that Boba Fett isn't in 
where it's Din Jaren and she, he goes to visit the armor and, and Paz yeah. Vizsla and all that other stuff, you know, they're all, they're, oh, Star Wars is back. And this is the, this is the best episode, blah, blah, yet. That to me was, was the bait and switch of, of the show. Yeah. Now, I, I also understand, and I talked about this a second ago with the serialization of the Star Wars products mm. that, that they, they had to set that up. They're, they're setting up that's the setup for mandalorian season three. Oh, absolutely because yeah. then they have that because now they don't have to devote any episodes to why grogu and din jaren are back together now it's it's he's just there and if you you know if you didn't watch book of boba fett episodes five what? and six you're lost true so so that, that's you know uh, you know i talk about the marvel roadmap now there's a star wars roadmap this is it and you know it's it's how are some of these other shows going to plug in you know the, the obi-wan i don't know if you saw this but the obi-wan uh, show was announced it's going to be six episodes and it's going to start in may and it's going to mm. run may through june uh you know o obi-wan takes place is going to take place between revenge of the sith and new hope somewhere in that timeline it's and hayden christensen's back too so there, darth vader is going to show up at some point now how that goes out we don't know you know and then there's the cassian andor series which is also done shooting whenever they get it around to that that's going to appear sometime and that's also in that that same period right because cassian andor he <laughs> spoiler alert he dies in rogue one so that it has to take place before then so so the death of cassian andor and the death of obi-wan kenobi are very within a very short amount of time you know, because Obi-Wan Kenobi dies in episode four. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so that's how they're tying all of this together. I mean, that that's kind of the message here is that all of these projects that are going on, there are feelers out and uh, they're going to tie together somehow. And whether it also ties into some of the cartoons or some of the other content, um, you know, now it was it was great to see a character like uh, like the Wookiee Black Coran Stan, uh, who was in the comics, and his one of his partners in the comics is Doctor Afra, uh, who worked with Vader. Uh, uh, and so, is she gonna is she gonna pop up somewhere? You know, she's not canonically dead. Um, we also saw BD One in the the Droid Depot area. Well, it, is, we don't know. I don't know. Was it BD one or was it just another BD? I, so I am almost one hundred percent convinced it's BD one, because after the the whatever that big critter that was that that attacked him, he has a limp in his right foot. Okay. Now in the video game, when you first meet BD one, he has that exact same limp. Okay. Now is could it be a coincidence? Absolutely, one hundred percent. At minimum, they've made that droid full-blown cannon right um uh -oh. i i which is you know whatever it's one more droid however it just seems there's no coincidences you know right. especially when it comes to feloni verse like there's never a coincidence right and but, it, but it, then, then there's always the issue of is is that just is it an homage or is it is it something that they're they're doing on purpose it, well in, in the, the here's the, the the other thing i would say is the the, the, the way that game was done Everybody is live action CG or is CGI'd off of how they really look. So it's not difficult to bring uh, the gentleman in who played Cal to play himself. Right. And, and, and it's like, it wouldn't be that difficult. Um, well, but that, 
they had they still would the show would have to explain his presence you know the the it's it's the Chekhov's pistol thing you're right that that, that they would have to introduce him and so far they have not done that right now right now the only jedi that we know is luke skywalker it's true and 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 leia's off somewhere i don't know if she's abandoned her training or if she's yet to start you know um but that they could do that um you know so in that sense i was i felt like the show was a little bit of a bait and switch Mm -hmm. I liked some of the things that they did. I liked I liked the way they brought some characters in. I just, as I've talked about before, uh, I can suspend disbelief as long as the universe acts consistently. And it seemed like the motivations that Boba Fett expressed didn't fit his character as a bounty hunter. Agreed, one hundred percent. Now he 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 said so little. He did so little actually on screen that maybe that was his dream maybe his dream was to retire to some little planet and run the planet uh uh with all of his in his retirement i don't know that um it just seems like the explanation was very thin because what he tells fennec shand is that you know he wants to he wants to reform bounty hunting and he you know he doesn't want bounty hunters just their lives to be thrown away well you know rather than become a crime lord the way you do that is you know strengthen the bounty hunters guild and da 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 and maybe maybe he runs into grief carger or somebody like that and and reforms you know gets gets a bounty hunters union so that they have <laughs> you know they have benefits and and all that um get the teamsters to run it <laughs> yeah you know or and you know, then instead of having instead of having actual bounty hunters, you get guys like Hydra Bob who are just there for the dental plan. <laughs> yeah. You know, here's the one thing I, I'm because I do think have things I really do like. I loved Cad Bane. I loved how they mm -hmm. depicted him. Yes. Um, I thought it was appropriate that he did die. I, I, I mean, he's freaking old. Let's right. be realistic. Like. I think his species only lives to be like 60 years old, something stupid, low number like that. And right. he's got to be a, a, a lot older. He's got to be at, at least, least 70. Yes. He, right. He's, he's way past his due. Right. But, in, in, in a profession where people don't live long. <laughs> yes. Um, I loved him. I love seeing a Rancor. I uh -huh. love Rancors. I think they're great. Right. Um, I liked all the little nods uh like the nabu fighter i loved the bd1 droid there's a lot of things i did love about this show right well uh, and, and the other another thing that you know i i enjoyed watching was you know watching dave filoni just write all these scenes paying paying tribute to 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 king kong and paying tribute oh to, my god to right that in the ugly yes and I rio totally... bravo and and all of that. that that was fabulous to to watch that happen now at the same time you know as as chekhov's rancor is climbing the tower you're kind of like eh, okay is it, that really it, necessary it a little cheesy though like it, it, it here's and here's what i was going to get to next is my beefs is the last episode felt even the like the the scene in the the blown up casino by the way they totally killed off a very interesting character i loved that twilight uh, the the, yes. the who ran the, the casino she could Carson. have been an, yes she was an amazing character i wanted to see more of her right. and see what could have happened with her she definitely had right. character um 
I felt like, and, and this could be because of the pandemic. And that's what I was trying to get to is the way this, I, when I say, I don't feel like we got the, the true book of Boba. It's because I feel like the pandemic inhibited a lot of stuff that kept us from getting because of, you know, all the restrictions that had come with filming during pandemics, um, socialization, you know, you know, bubbles and all that. It's just that last episode really emphasized that for me in that scene because it didn't seem like they were all actually in the same room and they were just behind a, they just had green screens all around. Them. Well, that that's, that's the marvelization of, of um, a lot of the, the Disney plus products is that there's always that God awful CGI third act, you know, w- whether it's in, you know, Shang-Chi. They didn't do it in, ba- they didn't do it in Boba or, or not Boba, uh, Mando. They had the new technology screens that they were doing. Right. But it was also a smaller scale. They weren't blowing up a city. Um, you know, but just so that I, scene itself, the right. scene itself. Well, my, so my issue with the, one of my issues with the third episode is, or the last episode. Okay. So mm-hmm. they're, they're getting the rear ends handed to them. And Boba Fett says, I'm going to go get help. Okay. And then he flies off, you know, and, and that's, that's setting up that, classic you know uh hunkered down in a fort in a western setup right that yeah they're they've got their backs to the blown up casino there's the the speeder that they're all huddled behind which why you have a land you have a land speeder with a turret on it why are you not driving around shooting up all the bad guys why are you sitting here tactically a lot of things do not make sense in episode seven okay uh but like i said uh, they're advancing the story i get that so Boba, Boba flies off. Now, Boba has two things at his disposal that he can use to bail his friends out. One is Chekhov's Rancor, right? Because yeah. you, don't have, you don't have Danny Trejo show up with the Rancor to not use the Rancor, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. You knew that was coming in. Right. So you knew they had to use that. But then Boba Fett has an assault gunship which he used to blow up the speeder bike gang now and the Sarlacc and the Sarlacc. So if you have your choice of two, two, uh, two methods of destruction, one being a giant beast that you somehow learn to ride off screen while Din Djarin was going to pick up, you know, going to, to meet up with the armor and then pick up baby Yoda that you really can't control. And the only thing you can do is grab things and eat them. Or you have an assault gunship that you can use to lay waste to all of those people. It has missiles, it has guns, it has those seismic bombs. You're right. It's got everything. Why would you go for the Rancor other than it's Chekhov's Rancor and you have to use it? it so, so again, but again, I, I understand that they have written this story a certain way uh, and that you have to pay off the Rancor, right? Because, and, and, seeing the rancor just run around and just grab cool. people and rip them in half and eat the guys and, and all that other stuff. That was fabulous. I mean, you know. two theories. I have two theories or th- well, three technically one is they couldn't get Danny Trejo or there was an issue with, because of, you know, pandemic reasons. And he was originally going to ride it in which we really, I don't really truly believe that. Right. Uh, two utilizing slave one, would have caused too much damage to keep Moss Espa the way it is. 
The Rancor laid waste. To I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Again, I'm not giving strong theories. I'm just saying. Right. And well, the third, I, which is the most likely, is, you know, continuing the story. Right. You know. Well, and, you know, and then the other thing. Okay, so, so that they make a decision to hole up and wait for the Pikes to come get them. Yeah. Fennec Shand is not a dummy. Boba Fett theoretically is not a dummy. Din Jaren is theoretically not a dummy. Why would you sit back and wait for them to come to you? And aren't they bounty even, hunters and they have great technology, like they're great tactics? Apparently not. <laughs> and even if you're not going to use Slave One or the fire spray, if you're, you know, because Disney's not using Slave One anymore, even though it has nothing to do with what yeah, people think. I got anyway, you. so they, in the opening scene, when they come out to fight the Pikes, Boba Fett and Din Jaren are flying around on their jetpacks, just blasting people. Why have you stopped flying around with your jetpacks, blasting people? Now you only have a finite amount of fuel in a jetpack, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine, whatever. Din Jaren has a starfighter. There is no aerial support. The Pikes don't bring aerial support. This is a bad tactical decision. Why is Din Jaren not flying around running combat air patrol? They also have an X-Wing too. No, the well, the X-wing. Left. Oh, the X-wing. Yeah, R two did leave. The, he did they, leave. They didn't know, and and they didn't know about the X-wing. That's true. They, they didn't know about the X-wing. The X-wing shows up just on its own, and and and. Can we talk about that scene for a second too, where she shows up in the little like trolley, and like, how did you not hear the blasting and explosion? Yeah. And you thought, no, this is totally a safe idea yes, to just yes, come I'm, chill. This, I'm, like, gonna, I'm gonna take a toddler into a into a war zone. Like again. <laughs> Plot continuation, I get it, right. but like right. I'm sitting here going, time out. Right. You right. didn't think this was a bad decision. Yeah. No. No. And and then in the middle of the fight, she tells the the Twi'lek guy, "Hey, nice tails." Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we we know she'll date as a Jawa. Now she's yeah, apparently she, not. She has very low standards. Anyway, hey, or or maybe she just she likes what she likes. Again, I'm, may, I'm not going to king shame may, anybody. Maybe but. it's maybe it's that that whole uh, Vox Machina gnome situation. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's she she's the horny bard. <laughs> there right? it is. The, the horny bard trope. You know, but it just seemed like there were a series of of what I would consider to be bad tactical choices, very similar to the bad tactical choices in the Lord of the Rings. Mm. But whatever. Um I, I, I understand it's for it's for the story and it's for how for it advancing but that it seemed like when they wrapped up the book of boba fett because they they seemed it seems to me right mm. so the mid credit scene or the the mid credit scene at the end is someone's in the back to tank right and the person in the back to tank is cobb vanth okay and the person about to go to work on cobb vanth is the doctor the cyber doctor who the fixer who who repaired Fennec Shand the, the after she got mafia. Shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but he fixed up Fennec Shand. You yes. know and and she was shot in the gut. She was, yeah, so. You know, and and Cobb Vance was just shot in the shoulder. Yeah, well, I, I, which was shocked when he's like I killed him and I'm like and and there, there or even uh what's the guy's name that that was this bartender was like, "Oh, they killed the sheriff." And I'm like, "Really? He got glanced in the arm. Deputy definitely got wrecked." Right. So, you know, so it they're setting up. My theory is they're setting up Cobb Vance to take over Moss Espa. 
because yeah. they've established him as a as a good person. He wants to get rid of the spice trade and da 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 da. They're setting him to take over, and so then Boba Fett and Fennec Shand can show up sometime as the Deus Ex Mando in the Mandalorian, or or however they're going to come in to save the day or to cash in a favor somewhere down the road, so that they're so that they're not then like bound to Tatooine. It, it was it, they shouldn't have it, like I I get it. They call the Book of Boba and everything, and it was for the most part around about Book of Boba, but it's also like it really wasn't about Book of Boba, and I feel like it's a slap in the face to the 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 Boba fans who were again. Yes, I get it. There's this the expectations versus realities, and what you think in your head is per is what it's supposed to be versus what it reality it really is. But I just feel like I stand by on um, this hill that I strongly believe this was not what they originally intended, and they just had to keep making adjustments to make. Like maybe they had they were doing it, and then they're like, "Oh, we need to add in the Mando." Okay, well, let's just dedicate a whole episode to this, or we need to do this. We need to give this because you know they have the, those key focal moments to set up everything, and I get that. But it just I don't feel like there's there's something missing. I don't know what it is, but there is definitely something missing here. Well, I, I I think they were, this is a, like I said, this is another stop in the roadmap because then it frees them up for Mandalorian season three to do other things. Do you think they went in with the mindset knowing that this was going to be as, I don't want to say as subpar or mediocre as it was, but do you think they went in with like low expectations? I don't know about that, but I, I think they, I think what I think is that they were trying, they're trying to establish points on the, on those in this, they were trying to too hard to establish story points Mm. and they use the backdrop of Boba Fett to do it when they really should have, you know, I, the, the whole two episodes, the last three episodes with Din Djarin in them with the Mandalorian in them, it seems like they they just kind of I don't want to say cobbled it together, but there are two disparate stories happening at the same time. There's the Boba Fett story, and then there's the Din Jaren story happening simultaneously, and they had to get them together. So um, what if they made this? What if they had done this? Let's let's rewrite this in, in in our logic. If they had made this a Mandalorian show, and instead of doing you know, only two episodes of Mandalorian. They did two episodes of Mando prior before the episodes of Boba, and they did, let's say, only two episodes of Man of Boba setting up how he got out and him trying to take over the town. Well, I I think they had to I think or a that, mix of the both, like it's kind of went it, back and forth. It could be, but you know, I, I also think that they were they treated this as if it were the Mandalorian season 2.5. Mm. And they also, because Boba Fett just shows up out of nowhere in the Mandalorian, they had to explain how he got out of the Sarlacc. Yes. And and all of that. And I don't know that it's I don't know that it's necessarily bad. I don't know that what they wrote is necessarily, I don't think it was intended to be subpar. And, and I, but I think that it was just very uneven. 
from a narrative standpoint and just from the way it was it was brought in and the way it was executed on screen um it the the series i don't think ever really found a footing of its own mm. it didn't have its own story um because the second din jaren shows up and the second that baby yoda shows up they they just hijacked the show oh absolutely so and and if they had called it the mandalorian season 2.5 everybody's happy do you think this show is now that all the episodes are out do you think if we were to go back and watch it right now and watch it it, 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 in a sense of binge watching it would the quality of the show be better in one for like one continual like i said is seven hour show like seven hour like sit do you think it would be of better quality because we have the whole storyline i i think that's kind of how you we have to approach everything that they everything that star wars is doing through disney plus i i think it all has to be approached as if it were a three and a half hour movie or Mm. whatever the runtime is i and and that starts with the mandalorian in season one and season two I think it's also going to go on with the Andor and the Obi-Wan series and all of that um, because it's, because it is so serialized. It's not like Star Trek or even Rebels, you know, cause, uh, or, or um, yeah, like Star Trek or Clone Wars or Rebels, you know, cause each of the episodes of Clone Wars and Rebels was a 22 minute cartoon that was just on, you know, once a week on Cartoon Network or on, uh, on Disney XD. So, they could have a one-off episode that didn't relate to anything else until you saw it retroactively two seasons down the road. Um, but with this show, you really have to watch it all together, just like you have to watch Hawkeye or WandaVision or Falcon of the yeah, Winter Soldier. You don't they have all- to watch those in, in like continual. It got you. See, I'll, I'll, I'll totally agree, disagree with you on that one because WandaVision had me wanting for the next episode it had me excited because right. it had me t- it, and it had us talking about right. it. it 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 did week to week but the still but still one division is still you know six hours of content You're, it's true and and it and each episode while entertaining on its own the the series is greater than the sum of its parts and but that's the problem that was the problem with book of boba it it left me wanting but not in a good way okay. it left me confused and frustrated and slightly disappointed but trying to go no i know there's going to be a payoff at the end and and the payoff was a rancor (laughs) right and and there and there really wasn't the payoff there because he's from the sides of it it looks like boba fett and fennec shand are going to leave tatooine so then what what the hell did you just spend seven episodes doing yeah so 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 then again why does Boba Fett want to be? That's that's to me that's the overarching question, which is never answered. Why does Boba Fett want to want to take over for Jabba? Because like, he obviously doesn't want to be a crime lord, right? Because he's not he's not ruthless. He's not trying to extort money out of people, which is what mafias do essentially, right? Like I, I first I thought I was like, okay, he's doing this for to give the land back to the Tusken Raiders, and then when they're all blown off, I'm like, okay, he's trying to get revenge, and then he gets his revenge, and then it's like. I, where, where, what's going now? You know, right? Well, it's 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 uh, Dread Pirate Roberts at the end of the Princess Bride, 
You know, <laughs> hey. I've, I've been in the revenge business so long, I don't know what to do. <laughs> right? And, true, and so, yeah. Right? And, and so, and so uh, Wesley leaves Inigo Montoya as the new Dread Pirate Roberts, yeah. just, as, just as Boba Fett is going to leave Cobb Vanth as the new sheriff in Mos Espa. What I've learned from this, what I've learned from this in all Star Wars is just just to avoid Tatooine. If you avoid Tatooine, you avoid a lot of problems in the Star Wars universe. I mean well, that but, in Alderaan, you know. Right, but but well, but but we're not <laughs> but we're not avoiding Tatooine because no going back there. Yeah, we really like that desert planet for some freaking reason. because uh, it's one people know. Yeah, I know. And. You know, could they have used Jakku? They could have. And then, or any number of other desert planets or whatever. Yeah, um, no, I know. But <laughs> but yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I, I think uneven is the best word that I can come up with for Book of Boba Fett. I respect and, that. And I think that, I don't know that it's necessarily a deficiency in the show itself. What well, it is a deficiency in the show? But I don't know what they could do otherwise um and still incorporate the plot points that i think they were trying to get to um i will say this though ahsoka's uh rosario donson's character ahsoka looked a lot better in this episode okay than it did like i feel like they were able to fix some things about how her character design looked i i very much enjoyed that i also enjoyed the cgi they did for uh luke in this one a lot better i think they did uh, but I, i'd heard they got a guy off of youtube like he said hey i can do this a little bit better and they're right. like you're right you're hired right it right somebody took the the scene at the luke sequence out of the mandalorian and they he redid it with deep fakes and um and i think they got that set they got that same guy you know I, I'm kind of okay with the de-aging CGI. I mean, you you know it's not Mark Hamill. Yes. But, I mean, what's your other option? Your other option is to get another actor to play the part. Um, and it looks like Star Wars is not going that route because they didn't go that route with uh, Princess, with uh, uh, General Leia uh, in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Um, One final complaint. Can we get Grogu some damn pants? I'm tired of seeing him walking around in that potato sack and him looking so awkward when he walks around. Oh, he's got his mithril chainmail now. So sure, yes, why not? give him some pants because I'm tired of the the the. the uh, he looks he looks so cheesy when he walks because they do that like fake weird hoppy thing puppeteering thing, and I'm like, come on, let me just see some feet. I don't want to see the potato sack. I don't. It looks terrible. That's great. I hate it so bad. It goes back to Yoda being a puppet. I know, but it's it then at least make it like an actual I don't know like cow tunic thing like it just it looks I, I know, but I love I love that I love I love baby Grogu he's adorable but the 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 weird potato sack curling around <laughs> because they don't want to show you the the fake feet that aren't really there it, it's ah uh, it just irks me so bad. Well, I'm okay with it. <laughs> of all minor complaint but that's of all that's the things my complain thing about i mean that's, that's i know way down the of all the things yeah. give him some damn pants <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like i said I, but i agree and, and I, I and i love that we're both on kind of on the same page here with this um i'll also say this 
they can't all be zingers. You know, not everything is going to be immaculate. Not everything is going to be uh, Star Wars Rebels or Clone Wars or The Mandalorian. It's there's going to be stuff that's just yeah. And, and right. if that's it, hey, all right, let's move forward and see where you know this progresses because it, it did leave a lot of open you know windows for us to to go look in and see what's coming out you know coming our way well there there were also a lot of episodes not all not a whole lot but there were some episodes of rebels and the clone wars and resistance that were that weren't good yeah um and that's okay i mean mm-hmm. it just just as there are episodes of star trek that are not good and then but then there are some episodes of star trek which are fantastic and same thing with star wars um you know, and I talked about this before, you know, Star Wars is a salad bar and, and you, you leave what you don't like behind, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, to me, I think my biggest, my biggest issue with a lot of this is it seemed like they were hitting plot points. Um, they were trying to get to plot points ahead of, you know, what individually was happening in this show. Yeah. Um, and that's what the side effect of that is you know we may have to wait for a series or two which could be a couple of years before some things might pay off down the road and maybe they won't um you know who knows so but we'll see and when, until then we have a bunch of exciting things coming out you know um while this is now over and we have to wait till may 4th when is the next May twenty fifth. Oh, was it May twenty fifth? What are they doing on May the fourth? Then they're doing something on May. Something's coming out May fourth. It's going to drive me crazy now, because I, I know something. I'm one hundred percent. Something. I mean, they'll probably do something for. There, no, there's some May show the or that is coming out on May the fourth. Oh, I don't know, but the the schedule is for um, for the Obi Wan Kenobi will be on Disney Plus on May twenty fifth, which is, is a Wednesday. Okay. All right. Well, till then. We also have, you know, FX is releasing Alien, the okay. series. I'm excited about that. Um, you know, there's there's going to be plenty to fill our plates till then. Uh, you know, we've got so many different just like nerdy things coming out. I, I the, the new Batman is coming out with Robert Patterson, and I. I, I I'm excited. I I, I want to see what he does because he can't do any worse than you know val kilmer or you know george clooney so you know well but at, at, at least val kilmer and george clooney understood the assignment what was the assignment that he understood are we talking was, about the one where george clooney had arnold schwarzenegger in it as it mr just, freeze oh my god that, that was, those were the batman movies that didn't take themselves seriously and they knew it was cheesy no 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 adam west didn't take himself seriously as batman sure. george clooney took it seriously well he was he, george clooney was also doing it for the check because that's how george clooney <laughs> works it but um you know but oh the lord of the Rings show is coming out in september True. yes on on amazon uh so you're, and my right. Jurassic park movies come out so park i'm movie. happy uh so you're right there is a lot of things going coming up that that we can you know use to bide our time i don't know that a, a release date for the andor series has come out yet um but yeah yeah, like I said, I I would probably give it a five or five and a half out of ten uh, would be my overall score. Um, you yeah, know, but I'm in the same boat. Like I said, I I, I was be, I'm generous with a six because you know 
we did get two pretty boss episodes with the Mandalorian. That's all I got to say. Right. And see some Jedi training, which was kind of neat. Right. Well, and, and if they had, like I said, if they had built it as the Mandalorian season 2.5 featuring Boba Fett, I think everybody's fine with it. Yeah, true. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, they, they gave us a slap in the face. However, no, it is I'm, what it is. I'm not even going to say it's a slap in the face. It's just, you know. It's a slap in Boba's face, in my mind. Like, it, it could have been more Boba or definitely Mando 2.5. Right. Well, they had a lot of different ways they could go. But when they introduced Boba Fett in The Mandalorian, they, they, they tied the two characters together. And I think the... The payoff is going to involve, there is going to, so you have the, the four different Mandalorian factions. Well, not, well, okay, so the main Mandalorian characters are Din Djarin, Boba Fett, Bo-Katan, and the Armorer. Okay, so those are the four, the, the four that You're are You're not going to count the guy who's like family made. Paz uh, Vizsla? Yeah. <laughs> But Paz Vizsla and the armor are to me are, are, are okay, they're, they're, the, they're the same faction, okay. just as Bo Katan and the former Night Owls, you know, the Cosca Reeves and Axe Woves and her people are another faction, but but they're, they're in the same camp. The wild card is the wild cards are Din Djarin, who has the Darksaber, and Boba Fett. So the question is, how do those, how do, does the interplay between those characters come together how's that gonna pay off sabine um, right well you're right sabine is out there but we haven't seen sabine exactly and she could... i bet you she comes in with ahsoka i bet you money she comes in with ahsoka's uh, show uh, ahsoka ahsoka is having her own show yes i i think i think sabine and sabine and ahsoka are looking for ezra yes and Grand Admiral Thrawn. That's how that's going to go. So then the question is, how does that tie back into the Mandalorian? And I think I mentioned this before, that, that they have the potential for a lot of crossover between all of the shows that are coming out in this era, whether it's, it's Rangers of the New Republic, which, however, that's going to shake out now that... Now that um, uh, Did they uh, hire Dune her back? I don't know. I don't know. I keep but, hearing both ways. Like she is fired, and I keep hearing that no, they they subtly brought her back. Who knows? I mean, they they could it could be it could be same character, different actress. It could be you know new character altogether. You know, but they had they had uh, Carson Teva, the X wing pilot. He shows up again. Well, whether that's just I love that that the cheesy ass. Yeah, I love that cheesy ass like police scene and everything and he just oh that was see that's that's one of those saving moments but again it right. was a mandalorian moment yeah. do, do you want to go back and fill out paperwork on this no okay <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, so, so I, I i there is a bigger picture and i think that i think there is a whiteboard that shows how all that's going to work out um you know and that's just kind of what you have what i think we we as fans just have to trust that it ultimately when all of this is over that the whiteboard in Dave Filoni's basement he knows what he's doing yeah. um, and even if he doesn't really know what he's doing or even if it's a story that's not as you know what not what people want it's still better than the sequel trilogy because Dave Filoni has a plan that's absolutely true uh, I, I think that is a perfect spot for us to wrap up to so let's go ahead and wrap this up 
Uh, as always, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you're listening to podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Apple, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA Pod and on Twitter at NerdDNAPod or on our webpage, nerddnapod.com. Uh, I am Steven, and I was joined with David. And this was our, uh, I want to say, like, conscientious review of casual, like, gratuitous review of Book of Boba. Thank you.